0: It really is, and it's unfair and cruel um, to the women and children that it's their worlds that are turned upside down because of the actions of another person, which is the perpetrator in the home. Um, It would be so much easier all around for all um, state services that are involved in domestic abuse, including the courts, the guards. Um, social, uh, social work, social welfare, if the perpetrators were removed and if perpetrators were made accountable for their actions, as opposed to women and children having to bear the brunt and then the consequence of the perpetrators' actions.
1: 341 women approached for refuge, 99 were admitted. Does that mean that unfortunately the rest had to be refused?
0: They, it meant that they weren't admitted into our refuge, but our outreach team and our helpline um, call takers work with women and we look at many different alternatives um, rather than um, blanket refusals. But unfortunately, at times it will be a refusal. And sometimes that will be we will ask women if they can look alternatives within their wider networks such as family, other family members or friends until a room becomes available with us. Or if that's not an option, we can look at alternatives such as other be, uh, other refuges sorry, across um, our colleagues in other counties. And of course, we start with the Midwest and then we look to the Southwest, the Northwest, and then we work further and further afield. But of course, what that brings its own consequences because you're removing women away from access to their workplace, to their community network, you're moving children away from their school, from their sports, from their other activities and their friends. So the consequence is massive. And then we also will look at maybe um, B&B or hotel accommodation for a night or two while we're waiting maybe for a room to become available. But again, with the current situation, availability of B&Bs and hotels is limited now as well. So it's kind of a, you know, the the cost between a rock and a hard place, really. So for some women, unfortunately, their only option, particularly uh, maybe if they are Um, vulnerable due to um, maybe migration status or lack of a social network um, or financial supports that they are having to remain in the home with the abuser. And then our teams will work with them around safety planning about how to make that as safe as possible. But of course, it's about the woman's responsibility, you know, to keep herself safe from the actions of another. But we work with them to try and assist them to do that.
1: Clearly though demand is becoming an issue and you know it's great to hear while there are certain situations where you can't offer accommodation you explore it sounds like literally every other avenue uh, to try to try and help them but mm-hmm. it, mu- it must be difficult Javon, for yourself and your colleagues at Clarehaven even while doing that you know it must break your hearts to not be able to, to offer accommodation to everybody who comes to you because uh, I'm sure you hear a lot of heartbreaking stories.
0: Absolutely. I mean, as as you highlighted, you know, for everyone that has been admitted, two families or two point five statistically, families have not been admitted. You know, so if we had we have six units at the moment, if we had eighteen units, would that address us, or would it just create more demand because there'd be more accessibility? And that's why I always talk about the um the, the focus really needs to be on the actions of the perpetrator. But yes, it is heartbreaking. The staff at Clarehaven are absolutely incredible and they you know funding hasn't increased by that much I can tell you I mean we had we we're very lucky that the Department of um, Children and youth and the Department of Justice have talked about increasing our funding for this year. we haven't got it yet. we're waiting to receive it and then at least we can look into maybe um getting more staff or having more capacity. But you know the staff still despite the increases and despite which is obviously increasing their workload, increasing the intensity of their work in particularly in the refuge particularly at nighttime, when things really can get difficult because it's a very stressful space. Um, The the staff every day come in, do their jobs with professionalism and commitment and dedication and we're we're incredibly um, lucky to have the people that we have with us and I think the women and children of Clare know that when they come to Clarehaven they're coming into that safe space.
1: I hope they do anyway and I'm telling them if they don't <laughs> I'm sure sure they do uh, I'm just wondering what part the housing crisis is playing Siobhan like what, the severity of the impact it's having perhaps on the amount of time that women can stay at the refuge centre and you know as a consequence is it limiting the number of new admissions that you can take in
0: it is massive. I mean, all roads lead to, lead to housing crisis, it seems, in um, so many sectors in Irish society and um, no more than ourselves. And in you know, there has been attempts to alleviate this. So, for example, the Department of Social Protection did an awful lot of work and with Safe Ireland and have created the domestic violence rent supplement scheme, which is fantastic. It means a woman and children can access rental supports without the, the onerous maybe paperwork associated with it. But then if you look at DAFT. There's 22 properties available to rent in Clare at the moment, most of which are well over a thousand euros a month. So it's great that this support is there on one hand. But there's no properties there, on the other hand. And then Clare County Council, I mean, we cannot praise them enough, despite the incredible work that the Homeless Action Team do. I don't know how they do it. And they have worked magic to support the women and children here. But still, they have very limited, if any capacity at this stage, because of the ever increasing numbers. But this is not new information. This is not a new story. If you look back on the archives of the Clare Champion, Clare Haven Services had an article, well, they printed an article with our um, commentary in 20. 14, highlighting how high housing shortages are affecting victims of domestic abuse. Eight years on, we are saying the same thing. So it's not new information and it's not a new issue. It's just, I suppose, in the public domain are more um, visible at the moment. But it's been ongoing because of uh, the housing shortages. And I suppose we're just asking government to just uh, you know, to stop talking about building houses, to stop planning and um, building accommodation and just build it, just get over with it. Though I know it's very complicated and very complex, and I'm sure there's many, many reasons why things aren't happening fast enough. But for on the ground, things have to happen a lot faster because we would have women and you know we don't have long term stay accommodation but we have had women who are having to stay in accommodation for maybe in 200 sorry in 2022 we had a, our longest stay was 125 nights that's a long time that's over you know 4 months of it I'll do my maths quickly mm-hmm. um to be staying in accommodation but, you know in the communal overcrowded accommodation, which is constantly in trauma, constantly on crisis. It's unfair and it's a cruelty, to, the, particularly to small children, but it is unfair. So women need to be able to move from refuge, which is an emergency accommodation, into something more mid to long term.
1: Obviously, the, solving the housing crisis or providing more housing is the main thing the government can do to help you and the, the women and children who seek your services, Siobhan. But you know, I think it's fair to say, look, we won't be holding our breath on that. That's a massive problem that looks like it won't be solved in the short term. Meanwhile, the numbers seeking admission to your services and the numbers you're helping have gone up over the past number of years. Is there anything else the government can do in the short term to, to help you you know, deal with the problem or, or alleviate the problem somewhat?
0: Of course, I mean, and again, there's a lot of plans and plans are great, but we need to see plans implemented. Plans were launched at the beginning of last year around expanding the capacity of refuges across the country and not necessarily in Clare because there's 11 of our um, counties that don't have refuge accommodation at all. So they're, those women and children have to travel. Some of them travel to us. Of course they do. and We're delighted to be able to offer support and help. But I mean, if those women didn't have to travel, that means there'd be more capacity at a local level for local women. So they don't, we're not bringing in those issues of, you know, having to move away from work school that I mentioned earlier on so we need to roll you know we need to put actions on these plans now they're great in theory they they look lovely on their brochures but we need these plans to happen so once we have more refuge spaces we also as I said need to focus on the perpetrator need to remove perpetrators but necessarily rather than remove women and children the disruption should be and the consequence should be for the person whose actions are causing the issue and we also um Need to just—I mean—in Clare alone, we're going. We're looking, hopefully, to ex- enhance and expand our own refuge offering, and we will be doing that over the next number of years. And that will, of course, assist and support the women and children in Clare.